Mark Azoulay is an industry leader in psychotherapy and men's mental health. He's helped countless guys get back on their feet, deepen their relationships, and excel in their lives. Now he's taken all that he has learned and is sharing it with you. In each episode, Mark will interview an expert in the field of masculinity and men's work. We'll cover topics such as emotional intelligence, masculine identity, anger management, financial health, trauma recovery, marriage and divorce, ethics, and spirituality. Tune in and become a better man. Welcome back to the Men's Therapy Podcast. I'm here with Nico Ligon. He's a men's coach, an entrepreneur, and a social media strategist. Um, you can find his stuff at nicoligon.com. Nico, I'm excited to have you on the show. I was taking a look at some of your material, um, listening to some of your podcasts. And you got a lot of great stuff. Uh, thank you. <laughs> it, it either goes both. It either goes two ways. Either love it or you're completely against it. Because I'm very outspoken. I don't shy my words. I'm not worried about what people think. I say what needs to get said when it needs to get said. So I appreciate that. Yeah. And I think it's a needed voice. I mean, you're out there advocating for traditional masculine values um, and traditional gender roles. And it's it's a voice that's needed in the current culture, right? Because I think it's really confusing to be a modern man right now. I agree. And that's a dangerous expression to use, gender roles. No. People, people, <laughs> I'm just messing with you. People yeah. don't like that. People don't like that one. But let me be very clear. There are gender roles. There are differences between men and women. And unlike what people think me being a masculine man does not take away from my girlfriend being a feminine woman on the contrary we are meant to complement each other we're meant to polarize each other and you can see today in society and especially in relationships that we're all trying to be the same trying to convince ourselves that there's no differences between men and women, that a man can be a woman and a woman can be a man, but nothing can be further from the truth. And it's time we go back to a place where we do understand that we are meant to be together. If you look at the way we raise kids, research upon research upon research will show you that kids need a nucleus family. They need both parents because both of them offer something different one is not better than the other we simply complement each other and the research proves it to be a fact so however you feel about it is irrelevant it is still a fact and hopefully we'll get back i have hope i'm a faithful guy so i hope that i know we'll get back there at one point so hopefully faster than sooner than later Hopefully. For sure. Yeah. And there's all this kinds of research on de- gender differences. And again, like to highlight, right, different, but equal, right? I think that's the part where people yeah. don't get where they think that it, just because there's different, one has to be better than another. And what I'm hearing you say, and I agree, it's about that polarity. It's about that, you know, covering both bases, right? Like we're not able to do everything as men and women aren't able to do everything as women, but we need each other. And it's the combination that I think is really powerful. You look at the yin and yang in Buddhism, that's exactly what it is. You could see men and women as two sides of the same of the same coin. We one is needed for the other. And again, you know, I I read this somewhere, I cannot remember where, but the guy was saying that a man protects his wife not because she is weak, but because she is important. And I like that. see I, I love it too. And I wish I knew it's one of those anonymous quote that I found somewhere, <laughs> but it's so true. The fact that, you know, 
my girlfriend's 110 pounds. I'm 210 pounds. I'm a big guy. She's a small girl. Guess who protects who in this situation? But it's not only that. She expects it from me. She expects me to put myself in arm's way to protect her because this is the duty of a good man. And at the same time, my girlfriend takes care of me. Like she is the one that I work 12 to 16 hours a day. She normally gets food ready. She normally, like how many times am I at my desk uh, just working away? And she's like, oh, do you want more, you want more coffee? Do you, you want to refill on your tea? This in no way, shape or form am I saying that my girlfriend's job is to be in the kitchen. But men love things. Women love people. This is, there's a good reason why 90% of engineers are men and why almost 90% of nurses are women. Women want to care for people. That's what they do. There's a good reason, you know, I say this as, uh, as a joke and hopefully it's not insulting for anybody out there, but can you imagine as a man carrying a baby for nine months and not wanting to kill it when it came out? Yeah. See, I say that all the, and I always so inconvenient. So inconvenient. <laughs> But yet, a woman yeah. will go through all that pain, all that suffering, and give her enough time. She, every single one out there will tell you that was the best experience they've ever lived. Right. And that's the thing, right? Like, they're getting fed through connection. It doesn't have to be servitude or being inferior or all these things, which I think a lot of women through feminist movements have been told to believe that, that they're like in some way under men, right? They're oppressed. Um, we oppress women. Right. Where there is some natural connection, love there, right? Like it's it's how they express love. And it's when you look at it, it's so ironic because you look at the, you look at the society we live in all 95% of all the dangerous work is done by men. All the work that nobody wants to do is done by men. Why? Because they feel the need to provide. So it's ironic that you have a bunch of feminists today, today that looks at men and say, we don't need you, but fail to understand that remove all those men that do all that work behind the curtains that you're not aware of because you're not involved in it. Society crumbles. The society we live in was built on the back of good men on their blood and their sacrifice. And how many times do you meet men that's done job for 30 years that they absolutely hated just because they wanted to take care of their families. And I don't think there's anything more noble in a man to want to serve his family, want to be selfless to a point where his feelings have just take a backseat to his duty to his family. And, you know, Chris Rock said it best, only women, children, and dogs are ever love unconditionally. Men are only love on the base that we bring something to the equation. And it's true. It sucks. Most men don't like it. Most men don't like to hear the fact that we're disposable. But at the end of the day, we are. Accept it, brother, because we are. This is a fact. We are disposable. The expression that says men and uh, women and children first just proves it. And yeah. There's a reason why 92% of police officers and firemen are men. There's a good reason when, when it hits the fan, who do you call a good man that's ready to die to save you? This is just coded in our DNA to want to be 
protectors and to provide both financial and emotional stability for our children and our family, for them to be able to grow, for them to be able to enjoy their lives. How is this bad? Like, how is me saying this takes anything away from my girlfriend or my wife? It encourages her to be feminine. This is by me embracing my masculinity. I'm basically saying to my girlfriend, you can be as feminine as you want to be because I will take care of this side. You take care of the other and together we will be better. Yeah, I think that's really well said. I love the examples and stats there. And I think this conversation can last a long time. I want to dive into your story first, though, before we dig into some of these <laughs> topics. Um, came out swinging, which I, I love. I love it. I always um, do, bro. I, I was, I'm always ready for this. So, so tell me a little bit about you. How did you get into this work? What's your personal relationship with masculinity? How did it grow and change over time? You know, that's that's the most interesting part. It, it, it's very cool when you start getting self-aware and you start looking at your life because I wrote my first book this year and I'm writing my second one right now. And I've been writing forever, like always stuff for me that I never published. But mm -hmm. it's interesting when you get to sit down and say, okay, how did I get to the point that I'm at right now? And it's funny that I'm so keen on masculinity and the reason being my father left, my parents got divorced when I was 14 and he left. I saw him a handful of time by the time he died, which was, I was 29. So 15 years later, I saw him a handful of times. It had been nine or 10 years since the last time I saw him. So the lack of masculine presence in my life sent me down the wrong road. Like at, at the age of 15, I was an alcoholic. I was a drug addict. I had dropped out of school. I was selling drugs to feed my habits. I was not a good person. I was a thief. I was a thug. I did not care about anybody else. All that mattered to me was me, my boys, and whatever we needed to do in order to get our next trip. That's all that matters. And this lasted for years until my early 20s, until I got a phone call from my mother because I moved out. I was 17 years old and I was on my own. I was doing my own thing. And three years later, three to four years later, because I got to say, I got punched in the face quite often and I did abuse drugs when I was younger. So my memory of that time is not the best. A little but... shaky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's around the age yeah. of 20. I got a phone call from my mother. And to put it into perspective, I'm literally sitting on the floor of my apartment among all my stuff packed in boxes. I was literally getting evicted from my mm -hmm. place. It was my third apartment in four years. Mm -hmm. You can imagine that when partying is all you think about, you're not a great tenant. Nobody mm -hmm. wants to have you around. And I have, I rent as well. And those are not the type of renters that I want either. So you know what? In hindsight, I get it. You understand, I mean, <laughs> you understand why you're in that situation. Yeah. I would have never rented my apartment to yeah. myself. Never. Yeah. Oh, never. <laughs> but it's interesting when, you know, I don't believe in coincidences. And that happened, that started that day. Like that started 21 years ago where I realized this. But somehow my mom knew to call me. And she didn't have much to say outside of, are you happy? Are you happy with the life that you're living right now? If not, come back home. I can't support you financially, so you're going to have to do something. But at least I can give you a roof over your head. Mm -hmm. And 
the most interesting part is that I, I, by then I had, I'd been selling drugs for years now and I had a lot of good connections and I had been offered a job where it would have taken me from selling to producing. So it's really like you see in the movies, I had a crossroad. I'm like, I can go left and go deep down the rabbit hole even further more and continue doing what's been destroying my life or I could decide to do a 180 and just say, what can I do from now on? And that phone call, that same night, I was moving to my mother's place. So I'm a very, uh, I take decisions extremely fast. Like I'm a very logical person. I tend to take a decision and then try to explain my decision. I don't- Dr. Rationalize it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I take a decision. I do it and then I'm like, okay, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. Let, let's try to, let's, let's make sure that it makes sense. But yeah, that day, man, everything changed. Like overnight, I cut off all my friends. I started attending uh, AA meetings and NA meetings. I went back to school. I got my uh, high school educate like a high school equivalency. And within the, the, Within six months, I was in college. I was attending a computer technician, which 21 years ago, I figured that technology would be the way to go. And I just took a very simple course. And within the span of two years, I'd gone back to school. I was clean. I wasn't seeing any of those people anymore. I had discovered the gym, which I probably packed on 10 or 15 pounds of muscle. And I was 145 pounds. I was a small guy. And... I also discovered martial art. So during all of that, it's very interesting when you start being accountable, accepting the fact that you are responsible for your actions, that yes, I've hurt a lot of people. I did a lot of bad stuff that I'm ashamed of, but there's nothing I can do about the past. You can amends, you you can do amends, you can apologize, but you know, like any addiction any addiction programs out there, the first step is always to admit that there's a problem. And I can tell you that if your life sucks, chances are it's your fault. And this is what I realized back then, right? But if you have the power to make your life a nightmare, if you will, that that also means that you have the power to make it better, to make it, I don't know if heaven on earth exists, but you know what I'm saying, right? Right. Yeah. As low as you can go, you can also elevate higher, you know, and pain and suffering are the best teachers. They're probably the number one teacher that any, you will never want to change until you hit rock bottom. Mm -hmm. This is why they say that the comfort zone is a mindset killer because you're not hurting enough to change. So you continue doing the same thing while being miserable, but you're not miserable enough to wanting to change. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I see that with a lot of my work as a therapist, right? I think men, especially young men, we all have to go through that like pain, anger, fear phase. And a lot of therapists try to get guys out of it or try to help them cope or, you know, whatever. And it's like, no, we need to fear that. I think especially as young men and, get, the, and be motivated by some of those more dark side motivations to begin with before we can embrace values, you know? But you, but you need to embrace them because they are yes. you. Like yes. I call it the monster. We'll talk about it later, but I, t- I call it the monster. We are vicious beyond belief. There's parts of our, like I'm a big fan of Carl Jung and there are parts mm-hmm. of us that are so vicious. 
but until but you need to master them and this is what we see today like they say masculinity is toxic it's not masculinity that's toxic it's the lack of masculinity that's toxic because men that hurt others are not masculine men because men deep down are supposed to be selfless and they're supposed to serve others their loved ones their family and their community yeah absolutely right protectors and providers right and guards um, so we're going to move to our first commercial break. When we come back, I want to talk more about, you know, the mental health struggle that a lot of men go through, this lack of taking responsibility, some of the mixed messages, and then hear about some of your principles of masculinity. I know you got a, a five-point set that you want to share. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? Follow us on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. Men's Therapy Online is now accepting new members. Men's Therapy Online offers a solution to the lack of outlets for emotional expression, positive role models, and access to meaningful milestone experiences. In our post-COVID world, loneliness is at an all-time high. Men need consistent community. Our society is rapidly changing. Old models of masculinity are falling at the task of promoting emotional intelligence and meaningful connection. Men's Therapy Online offers tools and experiences designed to help the man who is struggling to balance traditional male roles and emotional fluidity. Whether you need to get back on your feet or take your life to the next level, Men's Therapy Online has your back. We help our members become a true 21st century man. A man who is not burdened by the rapid change of society, but who contributes to it honorably. If you're interested in signing up and finding your band of brothers, go to menstherapy.online to learn more. That's menstherapy.online. Start your journey today. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. You are listening to the Men's Therapy Podcast with Mark Azalay. To reach the show today, please call 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Or send an email to podcast at menstherapy.online or visit www.menstherapypodcast.com. Now, back to the Men's Therapy Podcast. Welcome back to the Men's Therapy Podcast. I'm here with Nico Logan, and we're talking about masculinity, right? And these virtues and, and where guys have to go. And what we ended our last segment on was on this crisis of masculinity, right? Whether you call it the toxic masculinity, guys not stepping up, guys not taking it accountable. And a lot of guys are suffering, right? I mean, you have an addiction history. I have an addiction history. A lot of guys have mental health histories. They have suicidality, right? It, it's a really tough time for men's mental health right now. So I'm curious what you think about what's happening um, and what some of the solutions might be to get guys out of this rut that we seem to be in. You know, this this is a thing I, I say all the time. I, I don't believe that men are ever depressed. I think that men lack purpose. You know, I'm, without purpose, a, man li- a man's life is meaningless. How 
can you ever truly feel like you belong, feel happy? Because obviously happiness is a state of mind. It's something that fluctuates, but it is something that it's in your your own mindset. But how can you ever, ever consider be happy if you don't understand why you were put on this earth? Why? If you, you know, how, talk to anybody that's depressed, and I'm sure you do. Ask them, what's your purpose in life? None of them will have an answer for you. Yep. At the yep. same time as I can ask anybody that has purpose and ask them, hey, have you ever thought about depression? Uh, no. I know what I'm supposed to do. On the contrary, most of us that have purpose are like, I don't think I'm going to have enough time. Like, I, I don't want to end this. I just want to find a way to do more with less. So the, it, it's very interesting to shift in mindset when you're accountable for it. Again, I've never met somebody that had purpose tell me that I'm depressed. No, of course not. Or do you feel sad sometimes? Do you not feel the best? Of course. Everybody has good days. Everybody has bad days. This is why mm -hmm. discipline, is, discipline is so important. But the way you feel are feelings. They go up, they go down. Hopefully, you can find the middle way as the Buddhists teach you. But at the end of the day, this is always going to be a transitional state you're always going to be fluctuating between one or the other but at the same time find somebody with purpose and i guarantee you it's not going to affect them as much as somebody that does not yeah i think that's really well said and it always stands out to me because we were talking at the end of that last segment about the darkness that men and have in them and the viciousness right and i think it's undoubtable we're the apex predator of planet earth right like we have dominated the earth by far and it's always confusing to me, and I felt this way too, right? About how some men can feel so powerless, right? They can feel so lost. They can feel so purpose. They can feel so weak um, when we have all that in us, you know? It's rites of passages. Because at the end of the yeah. day, I think, you know, for the longest time, I thought that the lack of masculine men was the biggest problem we faced as a society. And over the last year, I've spent a lot of time thinking and it's not the lack of masculine, it's not the lack of masculinity that's a problem. It's accountability that is lacking because name whatever problem you want it will boil down to somebody somewhere not wanting to do to do their job and just say not my problem at the same time i did not have a masculine man to teach me but i still over the years found a path to do it because i have that in me we all do every man out there wants to belong they want to be surrounded by other men they want to have people there good men to teach them what it is to be a man and this is why to me rites of passages are so important and unfortunately they're lacking today they're almost they're not present when you look at north america we something as simple as the boy scouts has been taken over by little girls now so boys cannot even be boys with other boys. It's like it's shameful to say it's like it's not okay for me to say that boys and little girls are different and boys need to roughhouse boys have testosterone running through their bodies they need to get hurt they need to go play outside they need to do stuff that might not be the smartest thing to do but i can tell you i i i learn extremely well from getting injured no actually that's not even true i don't learn that well from getting injured because i get <laughs> injured all the time and i continue doing things that might injure me but mm. it made me tough as tough as nails right mm. and this is something that needs to be embraced, not, you know, how many times in the education system, look at the education system today, more, there's 70% or so of women that are doing extremely well. 
but boys are doing extremely bad. Like, can mm. you imagine if 70% of people that graduate high schools are women or men, how, the outrage that would be out there that, uh, how is that possible? That 20% more women are, are, but yet because it's men, we don't talk about it. Mm. Like almost 90, it's 75 to 80% of teachers are women. Can a woman really teach a boy how to become a man? No, it takes a man to teach a boy how to become a man. Because unlike women, boys are born, men are made. A woman gets old enough to procreate. We all automatically assume that she is a woman. But men are not the same. Men are supposed to provide. They're supposed to bring, as I was, as Chris Rock says, men are supposed to bring something to the equation. Mm-hmm. And wisdom, protection, the skill to protect, the, the, the knowledge to provide, this is something that takes time. It takes time for us to acquire. And, you know, most men out there believe that if you're not successful in your, in your 20s, you're, you're doing something wrong. Yet the studies show that most millionaires were made in their 40s and even their 50s, yeah. and not by a small percentage. Most successful mm-hmm. people, most successful men, it's in their 40s and their 50s. After they tried, they threw a lot of stuff at the wall, see what sticks. Mm-hmm. They persevered with something. They they learned. They made mistakes. They lost everything. They regained it. But this is what the life of a man is. And as the Bible say, it's a man is made through trials and tribulations. And this is yeah. not taught anymore. And it's unfortunate because rites of passages is exactly what it teaches you. Here is what the expectations are. Here is how you can achieve it. Now go. We will judge you for how you perform. There's no, we're not going to allow you to cheat. We will be there to, to fine tune what you're doing. We will teach you what you need to do in order to do it. But we want you to prove yourself to us your family, your community, and we will embrace you for being a man. The day you actually succeed, you will be celebrated for being the man that you are today. And this is a big lack that we miss in today's society. And as I was saying, like you look at something as simple as the Boy Scouts, where boys could be around other boys, play in the woods, learn skills like how to build shelter, maybe hunt, how to survive, what type of, oh, can I eat those fruits? Can I eat those mushrooms? Can I, what? Now it's being filled with women, with little girls that have no interest in the same thing as boys. Now boys cannot be boys because, because little girls are present. But, you know, as we were talking about earlier, there's women teach something different to their kids. Like women normally teach emotional intelligence to their kids by loving them, by being there, by being so women are more kind. They're more compassionate. They care more. So of course they need to teach that. But at the same time, men on the other hand need to teach discipline. They need to teach that there are consequences to your actions. And if they need so be the enforcer of that consequence, make sure that they're being punished for being bad, but being embraced for what they do right. And, you know, this is going to sound extreme to most people, but you look at the agogi the, in the Spartan society, boys were raised by their, by, their, by their mother until the age of about seven or eight. They were really, mothers would take care of their little boys until that age. But until that, but once seven or eight came, that boy was, was removed from feminine energy and dumped into a world of masculinity. 
now that you understand what it is to love a woman because your mother taught you how your mother is the first woman you you ever loved so the relationship you have with her will impact every single other relationship you ever built in your future and they knew that but at the same time how can you expect a man to be a man if he was raised by a woman with no fatherly energy around there no masculine energy it's not possible not possible and it's a it's a huge issue right i mean some of the books i've referenced is iron john um by yep. robert Bly, which i'm sure you've read right this idea of you know with the the modern man working out of the home working in a, you know a desk job working in an office and the little boy not seeing what their dad even does or not apprenticing right i mean for most of human history you would apprentice with your father you would learn to be a blacksmith or you would learn to hunt or you'd learn to farm or whatever you would take on his trade 100%. and we don't have that now right and yeah, you know, we talk about those those uh, rites of passage. A lot of traditional cultures in Africa and South America, right? They literally steal the boy from the home, right? Um, while the and the woman, you know, I mean, she plays because she knows that it's not, you know, not gonna hurt. But she'll scream and cry and be like, "No, don't take my son!" But they need that. I, th I think men need that, you know. And it goes to a question I want to ask you around male mentorship, you know, and this idea that I think you're really eloquent in speaking of male love. Right, like male love is discipline, and it is what the way I said. It's like both being the coach, right, yep. and the challenger, right. Like we set up the challenge, we say, "Hey, you need to do this," but I'm going to coach you every step of the way. I'm going to help you do it, but the challenge is going to be fucking hard, right. And I think and that's very that's so different than what feminine love is, which is what I think love gets boiled down to, which is more romantic, you know, yep. connective love. It's not yep. masculine. Yeah. No, and, and you know what? I don't have any kids right now, but I want my girlfriend and I do want some. And this is one of the things we talk about all the time. Yeah. Like she'll have, oh yeah, but if they do that, we need to be more lenient. Uh, fuck no. No, 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 no. You don't understand that my kids are going to know how to fight. I don't care that you're a boy or a girl. You will do martial arts from the day you're capable of until the day you leave the house. This is not an option. This is, I will implement that. And you have no choice. You will be in martial art because this will develop so many skills that nothing else will teach you like you're talking about coachability and this is a thing that most our kids are not look at kids today you can't even tell them a reality because it hurts their feelings like you have people expect like i, I content I, I create a lot of content and my content is considered controversial because i'm supposed to be able to have to tiptoe around people's opinion but you know what? No, absolutely not. You know, I, I should have kept the T-shirt the I was wearing, but I was wearing a T-shirt that says, fuck your feelings. And <laughs> this is one of the T-shirts that I made and I wear it, but I'm like, I, I don't know this guy, so I'm not going to wear it. But this is exactly how I feel. I'm not going to go out of my way to hurt your feelings. Mm -hmm. But if facts hurt your feelings, realize that you're the problem, not mm -hmm. me. And it's so unfortunate that we do live in a society where this is the case that we are so weak mentally but fortunately there are even though that we're lacking the rites of passages we are lacking the strong male figures and you know i i don't think that it's because men don't want to take that role i think it's just becoming extremely hard for men to take that mm -hmm. role because if you look and look at the rate of divorce we're talking about 50 percent of marriages end up in divorce in 80 to 90% of the case, women get the children. And 33% of boys now grow up without a father in yeah. their house. 
33%, depending on the study, it's 33 to 40. But let's say one out of three boys today grow up without a father. My, my story is not, is not abnormal at all. It is mm -hmm. becoming, no, it is becoming almost what half of the boys are going through. And this is insanity. It's completely complete insanity because most people don't have the mindset that I have. I don't know where one day it just clicked or something that happened. It clicked and I'm just like, oh, oh, hell no, I can't do this anymore. But most people never go through that very impactful situation where they hit rock bottom. As we said, like people normally stay in the comfort zone and never really push the boundaries because eh, it seems difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surprise, surprise. It is, it is hard. It, yeah. it is. You know what? Life yeah. sucks. Life. Many times life sucks. Life's hard. Mm -hmm. But how can you ever recognize how, like, how can you ever be on the moon if you've never experienced the rock bottoms? Mm -hmm. How can you ever know what's great? what you're capable of if you've never had to work for something. And again, this is something that rites of passages actually teach you. They teach you that here's your task. We're not going to sugarcoat it. You're not going to get a participation medal. On the contrary, if you fail, you'll probably be shunned. Yeah, you'll there die. Are, <laughs> yeah, but that's my point. There yeah. will be physical and emotional consequences yeah. that you will have to deal with. And, Instead of us seeing, oh yeah, but that's so that that's so dangerous, that's so that's so mean. Fuck that noise. Yes, be mean. There need to be consequences. Life sucks. If you you know, people want safe spaces everywhere. There's only one place safe space exists. It's at home, and that's again, that's the job of a father to provide a safe space where your family has what they need, feel protected to a point where they can grow. Because if you're in survival mode, you'll never be able to grow. But outside the house, once you cross that front door, there is no such thing as safe space. We don't live in a world of fairies and unicorn. And we need to stop telling our kids that that's the case because we are not preparing them for real life by sugarcoating everything. I think that's true, right? I think it's a very masculine value to look at reality as it is, right? That hard, honest, just completely uncensored look. This is what, what life is, right? This is what our environment is. We can't pretend and we can't lie to the people in our lives, especially our children, that the world is not that, you know? You can lie all you want, but you're not, you're not helping them. You're going to create a bunch of victims. You're going to create some little shits that blame everybody else for their problem instead of just admitting that they are the problem. There's no white, there, there's no knight in, shiny, in shining armor that's going to come rescue you. If you want something, if you want to get out of the hole in which you find yourself in, get that shovel. Let's yeah. let, build a ladder and let's get out of it because it's not, nobody's here to help you. Well said. Well, we got to move to our final commercial break. When we come back, we'll talk to you, the listener, directly. Anika will tell you how to get that shovel and how to build that ladder. Some things that you can do right away after listening that you can start getting out that path, especially if you're in a hole. Because like you're saying, I, I agree. Like We have responsibility for our own lives and accountability for our own lives. And no one's going to do it for us. So we better, we better start walking. Right? We better start walking. Agreed. Um, so if you're listening, hang on in there, and we'll see you on the other side. Oh. 
little birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Men's Therapy Online is now accepting new members. Men's Therapy Online offers a solution to the lack of outlets for emotional expression, positive role models, and access to meaningful milestone experiences. In our post-COVID world, loneliness is at an all-time high. Men need consistent community. Our society is rapidly changing. Old models of masculinity are falling at the task of promoting emotional intelligence and meaningful connection. Men's Therapy Online offers tools and experiences designed to help the man who is struggling to balance traditional male roles and emotional fluidity. Whether you need to get back on your feet or take your life to the next level, Men's Therapy Online has your back. We help our members become a true 21st century man. A man who is not burdened by the rapid change of society, but who contributes to it honorably. If you're interested in signing up and finding your band of brothers, go to menstherapy.online to learn more. That's menstherapy.online. Start your journey today. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. You are listening to the Men's Therapy Podcast with Mark Azalay. To reach the show today, please call 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Or send an email to podcast at menstherapy.online or visit www.menstherapypodcast.com. Now, back to the Men's Therapy Podcast. Welcome back to the show. In this final segment, we're going to hear from Nico about how to start taking accountability for your life, how to start building discipline, and how to start working on becoming a better man. So, Nico, take it away. You know, becoming a better man can... I call them the five virtues of a good man, but let me be, let me be very clear. I did not invent this. Those are old principles that were taught as back as back as stoic principles that are more than 2000 years old and i'm sure that if i go even de- like even more backwards than that they will be talking about those calling them different things we always tend to adapt known principles to fit the society in which we currently find ourselves in. and this is all i did like what i call the five virtues of a good man is based 100% on stoic principles i reframed them in a way where it will apply to people today, just change the verbiage, but the idea behind it is the actual same. So as we've been there, the five virtues of a good man are simple, courage, protection, providing, temperance, and faith. Courage is pretty self-explanatory, but it is the foundation. If you don't have courage, you'll never be able to do anything else. And it goes even further than that. If you know, as a man, you're supposed to be dependable. People are supposed to be de- be able to depend on you. And if you don't have courage, that means we never know how you're going to react in a bad situation. So how can you really be trusted if you're not a courageous person? You can't. It's impossible. So courage is the first thing, but it's so much more than like we're not just talking about life or death situation, but standing up for yourself. 
just you're at work, something happens, you know something else is true, stand up and speak. It, it's very interesting when you start owning your stuff, when you start saying what needs to get said, when it needs to get said, people will start backing you up. It's just people are so scared to be the first one because it's always the first one that's being crucified. It's always the first guy that shows up that says, uh, no, this is not it. This is how it should be. But you find that when you start being courageous, you start inspiring people around you to be courageous because they see a live example of courage and most people have the impression that being courageous is a lack of fear when it's the complete opposite it's being scared shitless but still doing what needs to get done because you know that's the right thing to do right it's operating while afraid right that's what courage is yeah 100 percent. this is why i call it my foundation Mm -hmm. for everything then you have being a protector like we've spoken about this a bit today but to me, being a protector is more than just protecting your family, is the way you treat your body. Because if you look at it, if you look at my life, if you look at the past 21 years, I built, I, I built the mindset that I have today by first mastering my body, by first taking control of how I treated my body, what I put in my body, the way I exercised it. And over time, I could see physical changes. This is what's great about going to the gym, for example, building muscle mass. You see it in the mirror. There's no lying to it. To this day, right now, there's not a magic pill you can take. And, you know, I I got some friends of mine that that recorded a podcast with, uh, with Cardone, you know, the sales expert. And they're sitting across from each other. And the guy's like 22 years old. And he looks at my buddy and he's like, hey, bro, do you have uh, abs? The guy shredded. He's like, he's a bit shy, but he's like, of course I have abs. And he stand up and he shows his abs. And Cardone looks at him. He's like, do you know that one out of 10 Americans is a millionaire? But less than 1% of American have visible abs. So basically, it's more than 10 times harder to have abs than it is to become a millionaire. (laughs) And every single person out there has the power to be in shape to have abs. This is 100. And you don't even need to go to the gym. Stop eating junk. Stop treating your body like a dumpster. And you'll see that the changes are going to come. You don't even need to do it. You could sit on your ass all day, but eat less calories that you burn and you was st- you could still look great. That's not what I'm saying you should do, but I'm just saying that you don't have any excuses. And martial art, not only does it bring you that being in shape, building the skills that you're going to need to protect your family. If you're too young right now, you don't have a family. I was bullied as a kid. And you know what? It's not fun. It's not fun to know in your head that you're a victim, that if something happens, you're not going to do anything because you're a coward. Being a coward is okay, but staying a coward is a choice. And this is where martial art changed me. When I discovered martial art, I, I was tired of being a victim, but I got surrounded by a bunch of animals bunch of killers you know like there, there's a meme on facebook of a guy in his car he's like oh i can't wait to go back to that padded room to learn how to kill people yeah. and but that's what like that's what it is. Yeah. this is what it is yeah. but building martial art like incorporating martial art in your life not only brings you the skills you will need to defend yourself your loved ones your family your community but it teaches you discipline it teaches you 
that you're not that easy to break, that you can take a punch and you're not going to break, that you're a lot tougher than you think. It's going to teach you what it is to be part of a team. Because when you start work, when you start training with guys, guys are going to start depending on you to be there to help them train and vice versa. So you become more coachable. And on top of that, this is one of the things I recommend to every single uh, single mother out there. If you don't have a masculine man in your life for your boy to be molded after, put him in martial arts. You don't know where, contact me. I'll find you a school. I know schools all over the world. If you don't know where to find a good man, put him in a coaching situation like martial arts. Because at the end of the day, great coaches, and that doesn't just apply to martial arts, but it applies to every, every coach out there. A great coach will use a shared passion to teach you life lessons. And, mm -hmm. you know, I've had some coaches in my life that saw something in me that I didn't even know was there. And if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have never known. But they took a chance on me. They saw something there and they just cultivated it. They just knew how to speak to me and kind of force me, mold me to, I did not want to fight. I had no intentions of fighting. All I wanted to do is to learn how to defend myself. Yet, next thing you know, I'm fighting. And then a few years after, I'm winning a North American tournament in Muay Thai as an amateur. Like I became an amateur champion. That was never in my intentions whatsoever. And I got to tell you, I was scared shitless every single time before I stepped in a ring. But, you know, in Fight Club, it says that when you start to fight, everything else starts like is toned down. Yeah. And it's true. The volume of life. I'm not worried. I know how to defend myself. I know how to defend my girlfriend. I know how to take care of my loved ones. So that part, and what's the most, what's the, one of the things that people are, are the most scared of is that being put in a situation where they need to defend themselves. It's not a problem for me. Like I know how to deescalate the situation when I can and to protect myself if it needs be. But this is why being a protector is so important. You master the skills and yourself. And this is the doorway to your to your mind. And this is why the number three steps is providing. Again, provider is what a man should be. But in order to become a provider, he needs to gain access to his mind. He needs to understand the natural skills that he possesses that others maybe don't, or at least what's his natural skills, not what he wants to do, what he's good at, and develop those skills. And once you mastered your body, you can start getting a flash, you can start to get an image of what you're capable of and your mind in the process grew. So you can start applying that mind to whatever you want. And I have a lot of friends that do very high end coaching where they put men in kind of a rites of passage. And every single one of them tells me the same thing. As soon as a man starts mastering his body, next thing you know, He's quitting his job or he's getting a promotion. He's getting a job to start his own company. He's doing something that he would have never considered. And what ignited everything? Mastery of the body. Yeah. So, you know, being a provider is simple. Make as much money as you can to give as much comfort to your family as you can. It's, it's, not, that, it's not that crazy. But And men have been doing this for thousands of years. But it's more than just that. You still need to provide an environment where your kids feel safe. Because in psychology, they teach you that if you, your family's in survival mode, always thinking about their next meal, what they're going to do next, hey, are we going to get evicted? Are we going to be able to eat? They can't, they, they only, they're obsessed, they're absorbed by a world of just worrying. But when you feel safe, when you have a place where you can let your guard down and just relax, 
you're again, you get access to your mind. You're capable of being a state of constant growth. And this is, again, is something that a man should do. You should support your family monetarily, but emotionally too, as much mm -hmm. as it's your, the job of your, of the female, the woman, your wife, your girlfriend to teach emotional intelligence. If you never allow your girlfriend or your wife to be feminine, to be in a space where she's not in survival mode, she'll never be able to teach it. That's why it's so important that you do because you will complement her actions. You will enable her to do so. And the studies show it time and time again. Women are terrible at raising children by themselves. If you look at the state of... 90% of kids that are homeless came from a single mother. Most, the highest rate of suicide, the highest rate of depression, the highest rate of anxiety, the highest rate of everything comes from, are always impacted by a single parent. And yet men do a lot better job as single parents. And again, I'm not saying that one is better than the other. It's who's to know if they're very well developed emotionally. I don't know this. There's not enough cases for the studies. And I don't think the studies are old enough to show that data yet. But one does not take away from the other. One is not better than the other. Yes, we don't have the same skills, but this is what we were designed that way. We were designed to have both our side of responsibility and to own it. Probably the most important, I don't want to say the most important, but the hardest one is temperance by far. Temperance is problematic. I don't think it's possible for somebody to be 100% tempered. I don't believe it. You look at, I'm a big fan of Buddhism and how many stories have I read of a, of a Buddhist guru, a Buddhist monk losing their shit? Yeah. So they spend their days developing their bodies through martial art. They spend their days meditating, yet they still lose their cool every now and then. So it's totally normal. But the thing people need to realize is if you are, if you're always reacting to people's words, you are easily controllable. Mm -hmm. That means because at the end of the day, you either control your emotions or they control you. There's, there's, no, uh, there's no third way. It's really, this is what it is. Control your emotions or they'll control you. So temperance is so important. So, so, so important. And through things like meditation, through martial art, you can start controlling that monster. I like to call it the monster, that evil that's inside of all of us. And to kind of put it in check, and not only that, but guys in martial art are very good at identifying guys that are bullies, that are assholes, that if you tend to not be tempered, they'll, they'll make you uh, fall a few steps. They'll, they'll crush that ego a bit to just, you know what, bro, you're not that great. You still have a lot of things to learn. This is why martial art, to me, impacts A to Z. It impacts every single virtues that a man need, and even faith. Faith to me is not the last one because it's the least important, but because it wraps everything together. I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for my faith. And yes, I'm a Christian, but I'm not your typical Christian in a way where faith does not need to be religious. And let, I, I like to explain it this way. Replace faith by belief. Mm -hmm. How can I ever build self-confidence if I don't first believe in myself believe that i'm able to accomplish something how can i ever build a new relationship with someone 
if I don't first believe that they are the person they say they are? Mm -hmm. And how can I ever find life purpose if I don't first believe that I was put here for a reason? So as much as faith, faith in yourself builds self-confidence, faith in others builds relationship and faith in something greater than us all, call it God, call it the universe, call it nature, whatever you want, will give you an understanding that you were put here for a reason. Yeah, really well said. That was an incredible platform and a great place for guys to start. I like that they're sequenced and I like that you give some really great tangible things like joining martial arts, mastering your body, figuring out your diet, like investing in yourself, right? Like knowing that we're, we're worth it and we have to get better, right? Because I think like you were saying, right? Like male love is not unconditional. It is conditional, right? <laughs> and we're always competing with other men. And we have to work our way up those hierarchies. Like that's just part of being a man. It sucks for some people and some people complain about it, but that is the game that we're playing, right? So I think by tuning ourselves and honing ourselves and becoming sharper, better, faster, stronger, right? We are increasing our value and also, you know, unlocking our potential. And one thing that's worth mentioning, a lot of men are obsessed with getting women instead of working on themselves. Mm -hmm. And research shows that 95% of women compete for the top 5% of men. So instead of concentrating on trying to get as many women as you can today, concentrate on becoming a good man, follow those five virtues to become a 5%er, and you'll fend off those women yeah, you'll you'll have to fight them off. You won't even need to go after them. They'll want you. Exactly. Exactly. Become the prize. Become the prize. Well, Nico, I love what you're talking about. Where can people learn more about you? Listen to more of what you have to say. Um, where can they find you online? You can go to nicolagan.com. All my stuff there it has links to all my social media. And just to say, I put, I broke my contract with Amazon so that I could put my, the narration of my first book on my website. So I got an incredible narrator do the job. He's, he's absolutely hilarious, but it's free. So if you want to learn how to find purpose in your 30s, 40s, you're facing that middle age crisis, go to my website under publications and it's there for free. Great. Go check it out. Check out NicoLagan.com. Nico, thanks so much for being on the show. Listeners, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week on another episode of Men's Therapy Podcast. Thank you for joining your host, Mark Agile, on the Men's Therapy Podcast. Be sure to tune in again live next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and anywhere podcasts are found. To support the show, leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. For more information or to apply to be a guest, visit www.menstherapypodcast.com.